Good afternoon. This is your host, Debbie Harris, with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and turn your hearts to hunger after God. So, welcome to another episode, you guys, of In Hot Pursuit. So, I hope that everything is going well. And today, I want to talk to you from the topic, Hope in Trouble. I tell you, um, God has really been dealing with me in an unusual word or unusual way (laughs) Um, as I study the word. So in an unusual way as I study the word. And I was just drawn last week to read James chapter one. And I started there in verse three, but then I went back and I started from, you know, the first verse. And then I also went back and read some of the commentary because I wanted to understand the dispensation of time that James was in and the actual people he was talking to during that particular time. It was a time where the Jewish people were scattered because Jesus had been crucified, right? And they were scattered. And this is a, this is a, a time uh, where Christians were being persecuted and so a lot of the Jewish people were in, in hiding and their faith was really under trial. And so here James is, he's, James is the brother of Jesus and he is writing letters to the people of God to encourage them um, even in the midst of the trials that they're facing. And um And so I'm going to be sharing with you guys what God put on my heart and some insight from me just meditating on James chapter one. And I'm not even through the whole chapter. This is sometimes how it happens to me. Like I'll get stuck on one verse and then God will speak to me and help me kind of break down these verses. And then sometimes I can't even move forward until um, that scripture has, you know, fully, you know, worked its way through me in a sense. So sometimes I'm just stuck there studying and trying to talk with God, um, and understand, you know, praying and understanding, you know, what he's saying, what was he saying then? And even what he's saying now. So I'm going to share with you, um, a little insight from the scripture today. So let's 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 get into it, okay? So James chapter 1 and it says here that James is a we're going to start in verse 1. James is a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said to the 12 Hebrew tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion. Greetings. And, you know, he said, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, when you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. Okay, so let's stop right there. Okay. 
And so I'm going to share with you what God had put in my spirit. As I was studying, you know, I tend to now kind of step back after I study a, a scripture and kind of try to digest what I just read. Like, I don't want to just speed through the verse and just, um, but now and I kind of sometimes park in that scripture and I kind of dissect or dissect, I'm sorry, dissect the scripture um, as I'm, I'm praying, I'm reading, you know, I'm asking questions. And so here, I'm just going to share some of my, my heart with you. I've just been feeling like this, you know, now lately. <laughs> um, so follow along with me. I hope you're getting a lot out of these podcasts, y'all. Um, but first I was thinking, you know, who under trial when I was reading this here, James is, he said, you know, these people are, these, these, these 12 tribes are, are dispersed. They're scattered. Um, their faith is under trial. You know, I just kind of started envisioning like a courtroom and, and how, when you're under trial, you know, you have, uh, you know, the defend the defense, and then you have the persecutor um, or the prosecutor um, that's going to depose you, right? I'm going to put you on a stand, and everything that you ever did is going to be scrutinized. And so here James is saying greetings, and he's saying consider it joy. And I kept sitting there thinking, like, why would anyone under that type of scrutiny see their faith their faith is on trial. You know, the the leader has just been crucified. And and now, you know, people are scattered. And, you know, in many instances, maybe some people are holding on to their faith by a thread, right? Um, people are scattered and hiding in fear of of what the outcome could be or them even losing their life or, you know, trying to figure out should they still preach the gospel and if it's worth the cost. I mean, can you imagine, like I said, when you are on trial, if you just imagine yourself in a courtroom and you, you know, now you had to take the stand and the person, the um, prosecutor has to now depose you. And now he's, you know, they, they go into all of your, <laughs> I mean, everything you, you believe, everything that you've ever done has been challenged. It's been torn apart. It's been, <laughs> it's been called into question, right? Can you just add it? I'm like, James is saying, you know, <laughs> consider it pure joy. And, and to me, it seems like this is, it seems excruciating. I mean, these people are in the midst of trial and everything, again, that they believe has been attacked. Yet James says, consider it pure joy. And so as I began, to th- I was like, Lord, what kind of joy is this? This is the joy that we have when, you know, similar to a mother that, you know, goes through labor and then pushes and, and, and gives birth. Is that that type of joy that, you know, once we give birth to a thing, it's seemingly, we don't forget all the pain, but the pain becomes more of a distant me- uh, memory and that joy is is more present and more prevalent. 
in that situation? Is this the type of joy that we feel when we, you know, greet a loved one? Is this the type of joy that we feel when we're celebrating a birthday? Is this the type of joy? What type of joy is James really talking about here? Is it the type of joy where we see people, you know, happy and dancing in the streets? <laughs> I mean, what kind of joy is he talking about? And so that's why I entitled this hope and trouble, because I think it's the type of joy that causes you to have some sense of contentment, even while you're under trial and scrutiny. Um, it's the joy. So, I, I, you know, I ask some questions as I'm reading it. Is, 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 this, is this the joy we experience once we've, you know, gone through certain situations and we come out on the other side? But I think it's deeper than that. I think this is Again, a deeper contentment type of joy that gives the reassurance that the faith we have in Christ is secure. Is this the type of joy in the midst of trials that gives new meaning or revelation or proof that our faith when tested proven that our faith when tested is proven through the ability that God gives us to endure and persevere? See, and so here's something I wrote down as I was you know, meditating on the word. And the Bible tells us to meditate on the word day and night. And there's a lot of things that you can meditate on, but God was really specific when he told us in the word, in the book of Proverbs to meditate on the word day and night. And so you got to be careful what it is that you're meditating on. It's to sit still and to, and to quiet yourself, but it's, it's telling us specifically what we should meditate on. Um, as believers. But this is the thought that uh, came across my mind. Untested faith is an unproven faith, right? I mean, when someone invents something, you know, the, the perfume has to be tested, right? The uh, detergent has to be tested. I mean, anything that is valuable and of substance has to be tested. So again, an untested faith is an unproven faith. And so James, that's what he was reminding the Jews as they were scattered and there was so much, you know, dissension. And right now we can see that even in our culture, that in a sense, COVID, really shook some people, but the most disturbing thing is people began um, to doubt the very thing that they said they believed. And if we look all around, we can see that really when we look in the media, when we look at the television shows that we're watching, we can see that our faith is under trial and there's still many people still scattered and outside of the church, um, especially, especially over the last couple of years, especially since COVID. But in some respect, it seemed like COVID became an excuse for us, you know, an excuse for us to abandon the very thing that we know that keeps us anchored in our faith, and that's the church. 
And so, but wherever you, wherever you, wherever you go, wherever you go now in our school systems, in our government, you can see that it's evident that our faith is under trial, that there are agendas that are being, um, there's agendas and propagandas that are being shoved down our throat to accept something that is contrary, but it's really an attack on our faith. Because if I can get you to doubt what you believe, you won't be able to operate in power. The church won't be able to operate in power. You'll be a Christian in title, but not a Christian indeed. You'll be a Christian, you know, in name without any type of substance and power. You'll be a Christian that denies the power within, right? And so we got to, we got to know that, um, this is why I love God's word because it's still prevalent now more than ever, just as it was back in the, in this day that James was in, because really he's talking about how the believer needs to consider it joy, but we can consider it joy when we remain anchored in our faith. When we refuse to deny the very faith that saves our soul. And when we, 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 we say and, and put our stake in the ground that no matter what type of trouble comes, no matter what type of trial comes, no matter what type of temptation comes, I'm not turning back, right? I can consider it joy because I have this, this deeper contentment on the inside of me that gives me the reassurance, but it's really me being anchored in my faith, understanding what I believe and understanding that this is truth and I won't accept a lie over truth because it's truth that really sets me free. It's truth that liberates me. And long as I'm walking in truth, it doesn't matter what I'm experiencing. It doesn't matter what trials or scrutiny I come up under. There is this eternal hope, this, this blessed assurance, right? This is what James is, is reminding us. Woo. So let me give you some more insight of what I talked about, and we're going to wrap up. But the test is proof that what you have is valuable and of great substance. The thing that the devil wants to put on trial is your faith. If your faith is distorted, the enemy knows he can get you off course and make you weak so that you do not per persevere or endure the trial. And the Jewish people were scattered after the death of Jesus. And there was dissension just like there is today. Dissension in the church. But the Bible tells us who's the author of confusion, and it's not our father. Right? He, our father is the author of our, our destinies. Our father, he, he's, he's the finisher. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. 
but he's not the author of confusion. And where there is confusion, we must begin to recognize that the enemy is at work. That is not the work of God. We got to be able to discern that there is a difference between light and dark. And so this is so important, y'all. But James, in this passage of scripture, he is reiterating that we are to that we are to allow the trials we experience to produce something in us. That the thing that is coming against you maybe the enemy's intent is for it to destroy you, but God's intent, because he works all things for our good, his intent is for you to endure and persevere so that he can produce maturity in you. He can cause you, he can, he can, he can cause your, your roots of faith to even run deeper so that, <laughs> so that you can be more effective in the kingdom of God. Trials, James said, are supposed to produce in us endurance, the ability um, the ability to keep going, right? The ability and the stamina, the stamina, sorry, the stamina to be able to press through opposition. Man. The ability to press through the barriers. The ability to press through the obstacles. I'm praying that a spirit of endurance will come on the body of Christ and on the people of God like never before. Because that's what I kept hearing in my spirit last week is endurance. And that's what caused me to really seek out scripture. And this is what my heart landed on. And now I'm just parked here, y'all, in the book of James. And when I tell you, it really encouraged my soul. That's what the word does. It strengthens us from the inside out. It fortifies us, that word. And it gives us hope to continue on knowing no matter what it looks like, that we are victorious. My goodness. So what am I saying? We aren't to allow the trials to destroy us. We are to allow, we, we aren't to, we, we must not allow the trials to weaken our resolve. We must allow the trial to produce in us a resilience and strength, right? Because the trials produce a resilience within us and strengthen our resolve to remain even more grounded and planted in our faith. And James said that we fall into different kinds of trials. And he's saying we can just be going about our life, minding our business. We're always thinking that something is connected to disobedience, but sometimes there's no disobedience at all. 
Ecclesiastics talk about, you know, trouble just going to come, right? I mean, man, it's just a few days born and he's born into a world of trouble. He's he's born into a world of, of deprivation. He's born into a world of evil and injustice. He's born into this world of immorality. And so sometimes it has nothing to do. We are born into sin. That's why the Bible says that all have sinned and come sh- and fallen short of the glory. Um, we we want to name and list and label, right? But we are all, until we come into the knowledge of Christ, we are all unrighteous. There is nothing that we could do to gain or to earn our way into heaven. And so this is so important because... There's a lot of deception in our world. There's a lot of falsities in our world and we let them slip in and the little and the Bible says it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It's the little things, the little ideologies, the little beliefs, the little, you know, philosophies that we allow in that can corrupt our spirit. And cause us really not to be walking in truth. And if we're not really walking in truth, then we don't really have freedom. Okay. And so this is important. John James is basically reminding us that you didn't do anything wrong. You just decided that you you heard the gospel preached, you know, and it pierced your heart. And and God began to ch- turn your heart back to him. And you came to a place of, he brought you to a place of repentance, right? And so you don't have to do nothing wrong. James says, you know, we fall into different kinds of trials. He is saying we can just be going about life, minding our business and trouble will find us. Our different situations will just happen. Right? <laughs> I mean, just this week, we were sitting in the car. We went into breakfast, came back out. Somebody had scratched, somebody had scraped against my car. So I see damage that wasn't even there before. There's nothing that I did. (laughs) Somebody hit my car. It 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 wasn't because I have bad luck. It's just something that happened. And it's, and it's unjust. And the person who hit it should have stayed and took responsibility, but they didn't. There are injustices that happen every day. There are situations and circumstances that are beyond our control. And but we live in an evil, corrupt world. And even in the midst of that, we can still have hope in Jesus. We can't lose our hope because then the maturity that God wants to, the resilience that he wants to build in us, the the maturity he wants to build within us, we'll never get to that place that he's calling us to be. And how can we walk in victory, you know, if we're outside of God's will? We can't. So this is so important. Um, you know, 911, maybe some people knew about it, but for many of us, it was an unknown, right? COVID was unbeknownst to us. <laughs> I mean, who knew about it before it happened? Some people must have, but we didn't. Majority of people didn't. 
a loved one gets sick and dies somewhat unexpectedly. Things unexpectedly. That's what that's what James is saying. The things unexpectedly happen all the time. The business goes insolvent, and when people arrive to clock in, the door and gates are locked unbeknownst to that worker. What am I saying? Sometimes life just happens, right? And different trials or things will come to try our faith. Our faith is going to be put under the, under trial because I'm going to go back to say what I said before. If your faith is real, it's going to be tried and proven, right? If your faith is, 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 is in Jesus Christ, Anything of substance, anything of value is going to be tried. An untested faith is an unproven faith. Right? Faith is tested. I mean, all through the Bible, we can see where people's faith was tested. All through the Bible. So we're not exempt. It said it's if the master had to endure it, the servant is not greater than the master. The servant is going to have to, to endure. <laughs> he said, just as they per person, Jesus said, just as they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Um, but we don't need to be afraid and we don't need to fret because Truly greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so even at the trial, we got we to gotta make a, you know, a decree, a declaration that we're going to keep our faith in Christ Jesus, even in the midst of our faith being under trial. And we can consider it joy because we know, we, first of all, we know how the story ends. But the Bible says something really clear. Jesus, when he had been resurrected, he said, because I have overcome, you can overcome. And he defeated death, sin, and the grave. So whether I see the victory in this lifetime or I see it, whether I see it with my natural eyes, I already am standing from a place of victory. And I don't, I can't walk around. The Bible says something else interesting. Fear the one, don't fear the one who can just destroy your body. Fear the one who can destroy your body and your soul. My reverence has to be unto God. I have to reverence him. Reverence him more than I reverence anything else. Again, I keep coming back to this, but God doesn't want to share any space on the thrones of our heart. And this is the day we're in, guys. Our faith is under trial. And James reminds us, just like he reminded the Jews when there was a lot of dissension and the people were scattered and it seemed like things weren't coming together. I don't know. Church is ever going to go back to being what we thought it was. But I, maybe it doesn't need to go back. Maybe it doesn't need to go back. I believe God is building a more effective church. 
yeah, maybe it doesn't need to go back to the way it used to be. God is building a more effective church, a more authentic church, really to be able to minister to the hearts and souls um, of men. I mean, and so, um, yeah, so I just wanted to share from my heart today, like I said, on the, on the topic of, of hope and trouble. And I think that's what James reminds us that we can be, we can still be under trial and have this deeper sense of contentment because we have hope in, in Jesus alone. And we, and we have this joy, um, this joy that we have is not the world, the, the joy of the world. It's not the joy of the world. It's the joy that God gives us. It's this deeper inner contentment that we have this assurity of faith that we have because we know we know that Christ our Savior lives we know that he has already went before us and he's prepared a place for us right that wherever he is that we may be and so we have this blessed assurance we have this assurity of hope we have this internal hope we have this eternal hope in Jesus And so today I hope you got a lot out of the podcast and I hope it truly blessed you. And I'm just going to say, be of good courage, be of good courage, because that's what I took from, from um, the passage of scriptures that I just kind of been parked in James one, really looking at verse one through four and just kind of been parked in that and and we have to know that our faith is under trial right because everything when everything is if when everything you believe has been challenged in the media and in entertainment and you know um everything that you believe is is being exploited and and put under scrutiny and you know being challenged you got to know that your faith is you know why you may not be in prison you know as some of the disciples have been were in prison during this particular time and dispensation you know there may be a time when we are but there's a certain prison when you're subjected to certain laws that are unrighteous that are immoral there's a certain prison aspect to that as well because then, then in some aspects, your freedom is, is being challenged, you know, by unjust laws. Your freedoms, um, the freedom even to worship, the freedom even to speak and declare the name of Jesus and say it, you know, um, we're calling things, when we disagree now, it's called hate. And so, I mean, we got to see y'all that our faith is under trial, but we can still have hope in the midst of trouble, right? Because trials, in a sense, (laughs) are a sense of trouble, right? Um, You know, because a lot of times we ain't, we haven't done anything but want to live justly and to to show mercy and to show kindness and, and to tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, and when that very, that the very essence of that is, is being challenged, our faith is, is, is under trial. 
So, but, you know, here again, we don't have to be hopeless and we don't have to be in despair and we don't have to be depressed because we can still have hope in trouble. So, okay, okay, guys, I hope you guys, like I said, got a lot out of uh, today's episode. I know it went a little bit longer, but um, just want to share, you know, some insight and some of the things that God has been stirring and putting on my heart as I continue to, you know, devote time, spend time in devotion and spend time meditating on the word. All right, you guys, be blessed. This is another episode of In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth, introspection, and stir your heart to hunger after God. All right, tell them, tell the people to be blessed, guys. Bless. Say be. Have a good, be blessed. Have a good day. (laughs) All right, you guys, be blessed. And I'll, until next episode, join me for the next episode.